0: This is the CMB Podcast, Session 19. Welcome to the CMB Podcast, a podcast designed to serve people of faith who make music. If you're looking for practical and inspirational ideas to help you in your musical craft, then look no further. ChristianMusicBlog.com is all about helping you think differently about creativity through Eyes of Faith. As you learn how to establish healthy musical habits and disciplines, fueling your creativity and making you more prolific for the glory of God. And now your host, Nate Fancher. What is up, my friends? Welcome to the CMB Podcast. Really glad you're joining me today. Thank you so much for giving me some of your time wherever you may find yourself. Um, Whether you're at the gym, driving in your car to work, maybe you're outside taking a walk or working in the garden. I don't know what you may be up to, but I just want to say a big thank you. I never want to take this for granted. There are so many great podcasts out there that you could be giving your attention to, and yet at this moment, you have chosen this one, and that really humbles me. So perhaps you're new. uh, Maybe you found out about us through YouTube or in iTunes or just did a good old-fashioned Google search just to make sure that you're in the right place. Here's what this podcast is all about. We are dedicated to serving and equipping you in your day-to-day life as a Christian musician. All the things that Christian musicians face from musicianship to creative productivity to learning about music marketing from a biblical perspective, even that, uh, th- th- there's a wide range of issues we could discuss. But the big idea of CMB is this. We exist to resource, instruct, inform, and promote you, the person of faith who is musical. A recurring theme that you uh, hear each week in the opener of, of, of each episode is thinking differently about creativity through eyes of faith, developing healthy musical habits and disciplines. What is Christian music, uh, first of all? Have you ever thought about that? What is Christian music? What does it mean to create original music in such a way that honors Jesus? What's the right mindset that Christian music, that Christian musical people should have, as they approach their music-making process and the delivery of that music, how it's performed, how it's used for the glory of God. Um, what's our view of the local church and the role that it plays in our lives as creative people? These are the things that we talk about here at CMB. Again, if you're new, I, I just want to thank you again for listening. And, and so um, I want to give you a gift to show my appreciation. Um, if you listen all the way to the end of this podcast... I'm going to let you know how to get that gift, and I'll bring that up after we wrap things up here today, and I'll tell you how you can find that. Today is part two of a new series on productivity called Fuel Your Productivity With Dose, my father's acronym for daily disciplines that stick. Today, we'll be looking at the O in the acronym. We're talking about organization. What a lovely word that creative people love to hear, right? (laughs) That's this week's feature segment, but before we go there, as usual, just a few reminders and things to bring up that I'm excited about. Songwriters. This is, uh, you know songwriting is the thing that that really started us out. That was the the main topic, and uh, I really still want to continue uh, making that a major focus of, of CMB. Um, this week, earlier this week, we put together a new page at the site under the Songwriters Resource page. Um if you go over to the right sidebar you'll see a little thing that says write better songs. That's uh, a link that takes you to our songwriting resource page. And there's this new page that we came up with called the CMB songwriting checklist. These are 10 things to ask yourself about your song when you when you think you when you think your song might be finished. It's it's basically a filter to run your song through just to make sure that you've thought about everything. And so he, here are the 10 things. And these things aren't um I'm not going to go into each one in detail. You, you can go check out the page for that. But number one, the big idea. What's the big point of your song? Number two, continuity of the idea. Is it, does it continue through the whole song? Is it clear? Number three, lyrical alliteration. Are you using that device to really uh, make your lyrics pop and, and really grab people? Number four, assonance and near rhyme. If you don't know what that is, um, that, that's a very powerful way to make your lyrics, again, uh, Lyrics really pop and really grab people. Um, number five, repetitive devices, uh, which ties into number six, repetitive melodies. Repetition is a huge part of making songs really stick. Um, you know, that really grabs people. It's so important that your song grabs people. Number seven, singable syllables are your especially you know, if your song is going to be a song uh, designed to help people in corporate worship, are your song is going to be singable? Um, will people easily sing them? Um, syllables, you know, the words that we choose and the, the way that the rhythms work with those words need to be singable and easy to roll off the tongue. Number eight, lyrical alliteration. Uh, that's another lyrical device that is very powerful. Number nine, the melody with the no chords test. I love this little test. It's um, basically take your melody um, and, and don't play any accompanying, accompanying chords with it. Don't do the rhythms, don't do the chords that go with it. You know, you can play a D chord, um, an A chord, and a G chord back and forth, and that supports your melody. But if you take that away, and your melody really still rings and, and really still sticks, then that's a great uh, way to, to prove that your melody is a catchy melody and one that will be um, grabbing people as well. And then lastly, figures of speech. That's, uh, figures of speech is another metaphor, uh, another, another device, another tool to really help um, in your lyrics, uh, really make your song more interesting and more um, engaging. So those those are ten things. And again, I'll in the in the um, checklist we go into more detail on those things and some and, and help you understand what they are. It's certainly not the end all be all of songwriting. I'm not saying that this list has all the right answers, and it certainly doesn't guarantee that your song will be this massive success if you check everything off. It's simply a little tool that you can use to help you think through some of the important ingredients that make for a quality song. So uh, go over um, to christianmusicblog.com forward slash songwriting dash checklist. Songwriting checklist with a hyphen in the middle. I'm sure that'll serve you as a writer. Okay, also one more announcement on songwriting. If you're a songwriter, um, especially if you're a songwriter um, in your church for corporate worship, we want to let you know about a great new website and opportunity that has recently just come out um, at weareworship.com. This site is a site that will greatly serve worship leaders and worship songwriters particularly. They're doing a song search, a song contest. Very stoked about this. Um, already there are several of you that have submitted your song, and uh, the contest actually ends at the end of the month, so there's still a little time left, but but you should definitely submit a song. You can only do one song and for all of the um, details on this you can go, we, we did a post as well at, at our blog uh, with the details and a link that takes you to their site where you can um, sign up and everything. Um, I'm calling all CMBites, those of you out there who are subscribers, uh, if you submit your song I want us to support each other. I believe, that, I, I believe that you can vote for as many songs as you'd like. You know it's not a traditional vote, it's a Facebook like. Uh, so we've created a blog post at CMB, explains all the, the contest details, and uh, we'd love for you to be a part of that. I'm I'm submitting a song. Actually, I just recently wrote a song called Glorious God. It's uh, a song we've been doing at our church a few times, and I uh, would love to get your like, <laughs> of course, if you actually like it. It's just one click, if you think about it. It's just one click, people. So let's get behind each other in this. So um, let let us know if, if your song is there, and um, we're going to be... Getting behind you and supporting you in this. All right, all the links mentioned in today's episode can be found by going to christianmusicblog.com dot com forward slash session nineteen. Um, every link up to this point, all the details up to this point that I've talked about, and everything after this point as we continue to go on here, we we try to do that with every episode just to make sure that you don't miss anything. You know, if, again, if you're out doing something out in your yard or you're in the car right now, there's really Uh, no possible way for you to take notes Um, so that's why we do this as a value to you and uh, I just invite you to go back to the blog Uh, again it's forward slash session 19 each episode it has its number at the end of session and um, and and you can get everything there we do that for you as a way that that um, serves you not to miss anything so all right, well let's move right into our feature segment of session number 19 on the CMB podcast (music) Last week in part one of this new series, we talked about discipline. I made the point that consistent discipline starts with a compelling vision. We need a strong sense of vision when it comes to being productive in our lives. So so what do you see in the future? What what could be? You know, that's, that's, that's the big question. What's your vision? What's the conviction that resonates within you? I encourage you to go back and check that out if you missed it. It's really the foundation of DOS, which is my father's acronym for daily disciplines that stick. That's what this series is all about, and discipline is an obvious key to being productive. But today, we're assuming there's a vision and a goal that fuels your discipline for being organized. That's the O in my dad's little acronym. O is for organization. I used to to really envy highly organized people. I used to think that I needed a different personality, and just my personality wasn't built for organization. Um, I really tried and tried and worked hard, but but could never really be like these other highly organized, highly all together folks that I would, that I would observe, and, um, and and you know what I mean, right? I I love the thought of being organized, but sometimes just feel like I fall short. And uh, being on top of everything, having it all together, having everything accounted for, every email replied to and processed, every dollar tracked down perfectly and under budget, my instruments maintained perfectly, batteries replaced on time, fresh guitar strings on a regular basis. Uh, my, my time management, my calendar flowing like a well-oiled machine. I would dream of this. Um, being perfectly organized would reduce so much of the unnecessary stress in my life, I would tell myself. You can relate to this, right? I, I mean, how how many of you out there actually enjoy being scattered? Is there anyone out there that actually enjoys being out of rest and stressed out? None of us like the idea of running around like headless chickens, do we? We long to be more organized because we intuitively know that will have more time, more resources, more motivation to get work done and to be more productive. We look up to those folks who who seem to get so much done, you know, these folks that they have two or three assistants and uh, they have full schedules and uh, maybe that's just me, I don't know. Perhaps you've thought of how cool it would be to copy and paste yourself into different scenarios while you continued working on other things, you know, Superman's ability to multitask, I mean, how cool would it be to have a clone or two of yourself that was exactly like you? Think about that. You know, that they had the exact same skills and the exact same knowledge as you. They're practically you in more places than one at the same time. We've all thought about that, right? But it's not going to happen, is it? It's not going to happen, is it? So sad. (laughs) So so now you're probably thinking that this is where I'm going to say the answer is just becoming more organized. That's what this is is about, right? But I'm not going to go there first. When I, when I look at what God says about organization, I see something very different than what the world around us might think of when they use this word. A lot of us tend to think that organization is all about your personality. Some people are just born this way. You know, these people that live for the latest Franklin Covey seminar or the, the latest iOS app to make them more organized. I want to persuade you that organization is not a personality issue. It's a wisdom issue. Organization is not a personality issue, it's a wisdom issue, and that's the big idea of today's talk on being organized. Let me read you a little proverb. This is Proverbs 24, verse 3. By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. Here's Proverbs 27:23. Know, know well the condition of your flocks, and give attention to your herds. Organization is not a personality issue, it's a wisdom issue, a knowledge issue. You know, I, I went and actually uh, looked up the definition of organization and was underwhelmed, if I can use that word. I was not as impressed um, as I thought I might be. Um, they gave me two definitions, and this is like the Websters thing. Organization number one is the action of organizing something. Oh Okay, thank you for that help. Uh, organization number two is, and I like this one a little bit better. Uh, number two, the structure of arrangement or uh, the structure or arrangement of related or connected items. You know, that's a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be so pretentious to think that I can come up with a better definition, but, but I did try to work on my own. And, and here's what I came up with. Organization is a collection of previously thought about ideas that help a system or process run more smoothly. If you think about it, to build a house, you need to get organized, right? And, and, and the tools and processes and plans you pull together to do that are all built on great ideas. These ideas where at one point, ideas, they didn't exist until someone was wise enough to say, you know what, this can be done better. You know, that's, that's where wisdom comes in. It takes wisdom to say, this is a bad way of doing things. Why don't we do this instead? I have a better idea. Remember the old phrase, work smarter, not harder? That's all about being organized. But organization is not a personality issue. It's a wisdom issue. Uh, maybe you remember the parable of the 10 virgins that Jesus talks about in Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 25. You know He says, the kingdom of heaven is gonna be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and they went to meet the bridegroom. Five of these virgins were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, uh, but they took no oil with them, um, extra oil. But the wise ones took flasks of oil with their lamps. So um, the bridegroom ended up being delayed um, he was late, <laughs> and uh, the the virgins become drowsy and they fall asleep. And at midnight, there's this cry: "Hey, here's the bridegroom! Come out to meet him!" And uh, the virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, "Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out." Remember that. But the wise ones they answered, saying, uh, "There's not enough for us. Uh, there's not going to be enough for us and for you. So go find your own oil. Go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves." And, um, and while they were out going to buy, they, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with them to the marriage feast, and then the door was shut. So, what does this tell you? You know, the, the, the disorganized ladies didn't make it in, basically. And why did they not make it in? They weren't thinking. They weren't being wise. Organization is not a personality issue. It's a wisdom issue. Now I realize this may sound more like a sermon and less like a talk on productivity and i'm I'm gonna bring up some practical things here in a second but but I want us to feel the weight of this reality being organized is not about what you scored on your myers briggs test or um your your personality disc you know the disk profile. I don't know if you've heard of that or not. I love it it's actually really good uh or or the top five strengths and the strengths finder assessment that's a, another very good. Uh, It's not a personality test per se. I actually did it and was greatly served by it. I'm not knocking these things. Um, In fact, I'll leave um, some links to these these things in the show notes if you're interested. Um, I'm not knocking them. There's nothing wrong with that stuff. I'm also not saying that, that, that people who are more wired and bent towards being tidy and neat have something wrong with them. Uh, You know those people, right? Their anal retentiveness is so neurotic and compulsive that it doesn't even intimidate you. It actually just kind of makes you more, a little sick to your stomach. Um, (laughs) There are people with strong giftedness in the area of attention to detail. That's true. I'm not um, going to knock those folks. And some of you may be listening to this. Um, But that's not me. That's not my personality. Um, And and here's my point in, in all this. That's not the same thing as being organized, Being organized is all about stewardship, and stewardship is all about wisdom. Organization is not a personality issue, it's a wisdom issue. Let me tell you why this is so important for us to get. There are one of two dangers if this isn't understood. Number one, you're gonna make excuses for not being organized. This is the obvious one that that I myself used to make. Um, You'll make it a personality issue and never see your full potential for productivity happen in your life you'll always think that you're never going to be all that organized because God didn't make you that way. Right? I mean that's that sometimes we say we use that as an excuse and that's a real danger because you're going to you're going to really sell yourself short and as a result of that you're not going to get as much done for God's glory. That's that's one danger. Another danger is trying to be someone you're not. It's the flip side of the same coin. You you're You'll link organization to the type of person I described a minute ago. You'll create systems and plans that aren't really your strength. And, and you know where that leads? It's going to lead, it's just going to lead you to burnout. And ultimately, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot and you may end up losing your passion altogether. And that's not good at all. You'll never thrive in who God made you to be if you're constantly trying to be like someone else. Now, now, this is a subtle distinct, distinction to make. This doesn't mean we can't learn from these types of personalities, but, but learning from them and trying to be them um, are, are are two very different things. It's, it's no fun trying to be someone else. God made you to be you. These are the two dangers if you make organization a personality issue. Now, I recognize, as I've already said, there are probably some folks listening to this who are in the category of being highly gifted in the in the attention to detail department, Highly motivated to have all your ducks in a row. Um, I hope I haven't offended you by some of my comments here today, but um, what, what, what this means for you is that you don't get off the hook and somehow, you know, get the diploma of having arrived to the land of impeccable organization. If my point is correct, that organization is a wisdom issue, then no one is exempt from learning new and better ways to bring order and effectiveness to your ways of doing things. You may be organized in your ways of doing things, but there might still be a better way. you know, one that, one that makes you even more productive and on top of it. So I'm actually talking to you too. if you're if you seem to be a highly organized person, I'm talking to all of us because my whole point is this: when we get the mindset issue down, the wisdom behind great ideas and systems and organiz- organizational structures, uh, then we'll see the insights into becoming more and more organized the reasons behind organization. And and when that's, when that's the case, we are more efficient and more productive. Think for a moment where you are the most organized. Think for a moment where you're the most organized. You probably know a little something about that area, right? You know, you have wisdom about it. And um, in wisdom, you have been able to select the best tools for being organized that fit that situation. But you, I'm sure you're not like that in every area. No one is. Here's a takeaway for you. Here's some application. Let's, let's, let's get some action going here. I want you to ask this question for yourself. In what area am I the most disorganized? In what area am I the most disorganized? Think about that. You know, for me, it's actually a hard question to answer because I can think of more ways than one. It's, it's hard to, to think of the, mo- you know, where am I the most disorganized? And I feel like there are equal areas of disorder going on in my life. Uh, but, but actually, focus on one area focus on just one area where you feel really disorganized. Okay. So answer that question. And then number two, who do you know in that area that is a really wise person who is an expert in that area? I want you to think of a person who you know in that area who is really, really organized and and wise about their organization. If you know them personally, that's the most ideal, of course. Uh, but maybe you know them through books or blogs or, or or whatever. Someone you know who is a guru in that area of of uh, wh- where you're the most disorganized. All right, think that through and learn from them. That's that's the action step. Who is that person? Learn from that person. How are they organized? Ask what tools they are using to stay on top of things. You don't need to reinvent the wheel here. You know these people have wisely thought through how to effectively stay on top of things. In their area of expertise. Is it financial organization? Is it organizing and managing your time well? Is it organizing the songs you write? Organization is simply a way of wisely structuring any given area of your life in such a way that it works for you and not against you. Work smarter, not harder. That's your takeaway for today. Go learn from them. And like I said, don't reinvent the wheel. Don't feel like you have to create your own thing. That's going to just make it harder for you. These folks have thought through. Um these are experts in their areas and they've thought through how to stay the most organized. And you know, th- that this reminds me of a proverb, he who walks with the wise will be wise. Learn what the wise do to stay organized in their areas of expertise. What is that area? Think that through and this week take some time and um and and, and come up with a plan to learn from that person and take one area at a time. Don't try to get organized in every area. You're not you're not going to do that all at once. This is definitely a lifelong process. Now, I mentioned earlier that I'll have some links in the show notes today of some of the tools and apps that I use for for some of these different areas. You know, because I, you know, for an example, I, I got on a kick, uh, a financial organization kick because I, I found that I was pretty disorganized in my finances. And so I, I, you know, for a few months really tried to, to learn from a guy who created this app called YNAB, and YNAB is an acronym for You Need a Budget. I'm not going to go into all this right now, but but it really helped me in my finances, and um, as a result, I am more organized now in my my finances and tracking my money. So, but it, but it took me some hum- it took a little humility on my part to learn from this guy and to learn this software, and and it took a little work, but I am so glad that I did it. Um, there are so many other areas, you know, that we could all talk about here. And so anyway, in the, in the, in the show notes for today, I have some links to some of the stuff that I use tools for staying on top of email, uh, time management, task management, songwriting. Obviously some of you guys know that I'm an Evernote user and I've developed a simple way to, to keep your songwriting process, not only organized, but inspiring. I'll have all those links in the show notes. That's uh, don't forget christianmusicblog.com forward slash session 19. Well, to wrap this up today, I I just want to simply go back to the proverb about building a house. Imagine our music making, our entire collection of songs and musicianship as a well-thought-out structure, okay? This is a house that God is calling you to build, all right? Imagine all the drawings and the plans and the decisions to make that go into designing the house and planning the house, the layout of the house plan, the way the rooms flow together, the way you decide to build, um... Think of think of all the prayers that you're going to pray, all the energies spent on deciding how the house will be designed. Uh, Then think through the building phase as you organize the builders and the contractors and all the little hurdles that you encounter along the way. Um, It's almost exhausting to think about all of that work. We're going to need wisdom as we build this house. We shouldn't build a house that's too big. We shouldn't build a house that's too small. We shouldn't get ahead of ourselves and, and forget entire stages like plumbing and electrical. We'll need wisdom, and wisdom starts with God. It starts with the fear of the Lord. I'm drawing a lot from the Proverbs, as you can probably tell. You know, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, and that's that's where we grow wise. You're not going to build this house all on your own either, are you? Because we need, we need others, so we will be wise when we walk with others. Otherwise, people. It'd be crazy to think that you could build this house on your own. It's impossible. If you try, it won't be a very good house. It won't be established. We need wisdom from God and wisdom from others. So think of this house and, and apply this illustration to your music. Let's apply this illustration to our creativity and songwriting and all the many things tied to our musical pursuits. We need to be organized, and we need wisdom to be organized organization is not a personality issue it's a wisdom issue all right folks that's it for session 19 the fact that you're still listening is awesome i mentioned for those of you who are new i have a gift for you to say thanks check out freemusicgift.com and you'll see a valuable tool that i use for staying organized in my songwriting and my music making as well as an ep that i recorded in late 2011 You'll also see a place to join our newsletter. I I definitely invite you to join our newsletter. Um, This is the way you can stay in the loop with all things C and B. That's at freemusicgift.com, freemusicgift.com. Next week, we'll be talking about decluttering with the S in my dad's acronym. We'll be talking about simplification. We live in a noisy world, and you need to have focus in your life in order to be the most productive in your music that you can be. That's next week right here on the CMB Podcast. Now go and make some music this week, all right? Go and make some music. Let me know how it goes. Email me, nate at christianmusicblog.com. Adios, my friends. Thank you for listening to the CMB Podcast. For more valuable content, including helpful articles and video, visit christianmusicblog.com.